Work is a necessary evil. Work is a way to glorify God. What's your view? Sue Bolin declares that your work matters to God, here on Probe. Many Christians hold a decidedly unbiblical view of work. Some view it as a curse, or at least as part of the curse of living in a fallen world. Others make a false distinction between what they perceive as the sacred, serving God, and the secular, everything else. And others make it into an idol, expecting it to provide them with their identity and purpose in life, as well as being a source of joy and fulfillment that only God can provide. In their excellent book, Your Work Matters to God, Doug Sherman and William Hendricks expose the wrong ways of thinking about work and explain how God invests work with intrinsic value and honor. Rick Warren echoes this idea in his blockbuster book, The Purpose Driven Life, when he writes, Work becomes worship when you dedicate it to God and perform it with an awareness of His presence. First, let's explore the faulty views of work the secular view, some inappropriate hierarchies that affect how we view work, and work is merely a platform for doing evangelism. Those who hold a secular view of work believe that life is divided into two disconnected parts. God is in one spiritual dimension and work is in the other real dimension, and the two have nothing to do with each other. If you leave God out of the picture, you'll have to get your sense of importance, fulfillment, and reward from someplace else, work. Work is the answer to the question, who am I and why am I important? That is a very shaky foundation, because what happens if you lose your job? You're suddenly a nobody, and you are not important because you are not employed. The secular view of work tends to make an idol of career. Career becomes the number one priority in your life. Your relationship with God takes a back seat. Family takes a back seat. Your relationship with people takes a back seat to work. Everything gets filtered through the question of, what impact will this have on my career? The secular view of work leaves God out of the system. This is particularly unacceptable for Christians because God calls us to make Him the center of our life. He wants us to have a biblical worldview that weaves Him into every aspect of our lives, including work. He wants to be invited into our work. He wants to be Lord of our work. You've been listening to Probe with your host, Sue Bolin. Are you just trudging through a menial job day after day? Or are you overwhelmed with stress and pressure of your highly placed profession? To receive your free copy of Sue's transcript, Your Work Matters to God, just visit us online at probe.org. Join us next time for your recommended daily allowance of truth, God's truth, here on Probe. Today we're examining some faulty views of work. One comes from believing that the soul matters more than the body. We can wrongly believe that God only cares about our soul, and our bodies don't really matter. The body is not important, we can think. It is only temporal, and it will fade and die. But if that were true, then why did God make a physical universe? Why did He put Adam and Eve in the garden to cultivate and keep it? He didn't charge them with, Hey, go and make disciples of all nations which aren't in existence yet, but they will be as soon as you guys go off and start making babies. No, He said... Here's the garden. Now cultivate it. He gave them a job to do that had nothing to do with evangelism or church work. There is something important about our bodies, and God is honored by work that honors and cares for the body, which, after all, is His good creation. 
Another wrong way of thinking is to value the eternal over the temporal so much that we believe only eternal things matter. Some people believe that if you work for things that won't last into eternity, jobs like roofing and party planning and advertising, you're wasting your time. This wrong thinking needs to be countered by the truth that God created two sides to reality, the temporal and the eternal. The natural universe God made is very real, just as real as the supernatural universe. Asking which one is real and important is like asking which is real, our nine months in our mother's womb or life after birth. They are both real. We have to go through one to get to the other. Those things we do and make on earth do have value, given the category they were made for, time. It's okay for things to have simply temporal value, since God chose for us to live in time before we live in eternity. Our work counts in both time and eternity because God is looking for faithfulness now, and the only way to demonstrate faithfulness is within this physical world. Spiritual needs are important, of course, but first, physical needs need to be met. Try sharing the gospel with somebody who hasn't eaten in three days. Some needs are temporal, and those needs must be met. In meeting the legitimate physical, temporal needs of people, our work serves people, and people have eternal value because God loves us and made us in His image. Another faulty view of work comes from believing that spiritual, sacred things are far more important than physical, secular things. Real work, people can think, is serving God in full-time Christian service, and then there's everything else running a very poor second. Real work is serving God, and then there's what others do, which sets us up for condescension, or real work is serving God, and then there's what I have to do which sets us up for false guilt and a sense of missing it. It's an improper way to view life as divided between the sacred and the secular. All of life relates to God and is sacred, whether we're making a business presentation or changing soil diapers or leading someone to faith in Christ. It's unwise to think there are sacred things we do and there are secular things we do. It all depends on what's going on in our hearts. You can engage in what looks like holy activity, like prayer or Bible study, with a dark, self-centered, unforgiving spirit. Remember the Pharisees? And on the other hand, you can work at a job in a very secular atmosphere where the conversation is littered with profanity, the work is slipshod, the politics are wearisome, and yet, like Daniel or Joseph in the Old Testament, you can keep your own conversation pure and your behavior above reproach. God doesn't want us to do holy things. He wants us to be holy people. A final faulty view of work sees it only as a platform for doing evangelism. If every action doesn't lead to an opportunity to share the gospel, one's a failure. Evangelism should be a priority, true, but not our only priority. Life is broader than evangelism. In Ephesians 1, Paul says three times that God made us not for evangelism, but to live to the praise of His glory. Instead of concentrating only on evangelism, we need to concentrate on living a life that honors God and loves people. That is far more winsome than all the evangelistic strategies in the world. Besides, if work is only a platform for evangelism, it devalues the work itself and this view of work is too narrow and unfulfilling. Tomorrow we'll look at how God wants us to look at work. You might be quite surprised. 
Over the past three days, we looked at faulty views of work. Today, let's look at how God wants us to see it. Here's a startling thought. We actually work for God Himself. Consider Ephesians 6, 5-8, which Paul writes to slaves, but which we can apply to employees. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear, and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Serve wholeheartedly, as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. It's helpful to envision that behind every employer stands the Lord Jesus. He sees everything we do, and He appreciates it and will reward us, regardless of the type of work we do. I learned this lesson one day when I was cleaning the grungy bathtub of a family that wouldn't notice and would never acknowledge or thank me even if they did. I was getting madder by the minute when the Lord broke into my thoughts, and He quietly said, I see you, and I appreciate what you're doing. Whoa! In an instant, that totally changed everything. Suddenly, I was able to do a menial job as a labor of love and worship for Jesus. I know He sees and appreciates what I do. It forever changed my view of work. God also wants us to see that work is His gift to us. It is not a result of the fall. God gave Adam and Eve the job of cultivating the garden and exercising dominion over the earth before sin entered the world. We were created to work and for work. Work is God's good gift to us. Listen to what Solomon wrote. After looking at the way things are on this earth, here's what I've decided is the best way to live. Take care of yourself, have a good time, and make the most of whatever job you have for as long as God gives you life. And that's about it. That's the human lot. Yes, we should make the most of what God gives, both the bounty and the capacity to enjoy it, accepting what's given and delighting in the work. It's God's gift. Being happy in our work doesn't depend on our work. It depends on our attitude. To make the most of our job and be happy in our work is a gift God wants to give us. This week we're talking about how to think about work correctly. One question needs to be asked, though. Is all work equally valid? Well, no. All legitimate work is an extension of God's work of maintaining and providing for His creation. Legitimate work is work that contributes to what God wants done in the world and doesn't contribute to what He doesn't want done. So non-legitimate work would include jobs that are illegal, such as prostitution, drug dealing, and professional thieves. Then there are jobs that are legal but still questionable in terms of ethics and morality, such as working in abortion clinics, pornography, and the gambling industry. These jobs are legal, but you have to ask, how are they cooperating with God to benefit His creation? In the book, Your Work Matters to God, the authors suggest five major reasons why work is valuable. Number one, through work we serve people. Most work is part of a huge network of interconnected jobs, industries, goods, and services that work together to meet people's physical needs. Other jobs meet people's aesthetic and spiritual needs as well. Number two, through work we meet our own needs. Work allows us to exercise the gifts and abilities God gives each person, whether paid or unpaid. God expects adults to provide for themselves and not mooch off others. Scripture says, if one will not work, neither let him eat. 
Number three, through work, we meet our family's needs. God expects the heads of households to provide for their families. He says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Number four, through work, we earn money to give to others. In both the Old and New Testaments, God tells us to be generous in meeting the needs of the poor and those who minister to us spiritually. And number five, through work, we love God. One of God's love languages is obedience. We bring glory to God by working industriously, demonstrating what He is like, and serving others by cooperating with God to meet their needs. In serving others, we serve God, and that's why our work matters to God.